Driven Women's Guide to Love, Life, and Business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alex, Denise, and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Welcome to Girls Gone Boss. I'm Gabby. Denise. And I'm Alex. I'm just so excited that we're finally getting to talk about this subject because it's something that's really close to my heart. Um, I've suffered from this for many years. Um, Typically, I don't go on public spaces or public platforms to discuss it. But because we have this platform, I think it's an important place to to shed light to it. I know people that are close to me know it. I suffer from anxiety for many years. And um, it's very comforting to know that both of you also can relate and have, you know, there's different levels to it. But you guys do suffer from it as well and it has debilitated you in some ways Alex absolutely um I've talked about this in a previous episode my very intense fear of flying and that causes me a lot of anxiety um usually leading up to a trip um from the second I book it I try to relax but once you know I'm about to fly I'm a week out my anxiety just takes over I can't sleep I can't eat that's all I can think about you know my heart races it's it's such a debilitating like feeling and I feel like I feel helpless and it's something that I would really like to work on I know that I might not ever be able to fully change that but at least you know having the tools to know what to do in order to make that easier for me and the people that I travel with too Exactly. exactly for me it's been growing up when I was really young uh, it would be work, it would be school, it would be my family. Uh, anything that worried me, I would be on a constant thought about it and like not being able to sleep, not being able to, you know, function as a person on 100% just because I'm constantly feeling like my heart is racing for no reason. But yeah, it's like a constant fight or flight feeling. And, you know, it's like I said, there's the different levels to it. There's people that, you know, just feel it like when they're in that moment, but then there's chronic phases to it that you feel it every single day waking up going back to sleep not being able to i mean it's just a constant battle trying to figure out what is happening but i'm just excited just to have our guest today who can also shed so much information on this topic she's brave she's honest she's pure and she has a bright soul Bailey, six years ago, was in dire need of a support system that she felt she needed. She needed true soul-to-soul connections with people with similar struggles, and she really couldn't find that space. So she really took it upon herself to create At Anxiety Support, which now has over 100,000 followers on Instagram. It is a place to be heard, to feel supported. It's a beautiful community where people come together every single day to share openly about mental illness. Bailey, welcome to Girls Gone Boss. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here because like I said, this is such an important topic and I feel like you are the mental health advocate and you are the champion of this subject so I just want us I just want you to tell us how you first felt the need to build this community and why Um, yeah well thank you for the lovely introduction so yeah it was so I, I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder about it'll be seven years this August um and about a year after that, so like six years ago, uh, this November, I was just in need of uh, a deeper sense of support. 
Um, I, you know, I had my family, I had therapy. Um, I would go online sometimes, you know, Google my symptoms and look for online forums. But like you said, I needed that soul to soul connection. I needed to talk to people who could say, oh yeah, me too. Or yeah, I, I had this too. Or trust me, I get it. Right. Trust me. I get it. Exactly. Good tie in. Good tie in. Um, so I was just like looking for that comfort from somebody who was kind of walking hand in hand with me in the same struggle. So Instagram had just come out during this time and it was, it was very, very new, but I typed in, um, you know, different support groups and stuff like that on there. And like, there was really nothing out there, at least for me, what I was looking for. And, you know, even going online and Googling my symptoms and stuff, I still was not getting that feeling of, ah, like comfort, companionship. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just going to have to create this myself. And so I did. And I can vividly remember sitting on my mom's couch and I tried a bunch of different combinations of names and I really, really, really wanted one day at a time because that was like my, my mantra that was something I, I really um, practiced in therapy, and it was taken. So that's okay, though. And I ended up typing in um, add anxiety support, and it was there, and I took it, and now it is what it is. And, yeah, and, you know, I, I have thought a couple times about, like, should I change this? You know, it's so much more than just anxiety support because, you know, we talk about other mental illness as well and just being human but there's just something as simple as anxiety support and so many people can relate to it. And I'm just very proud of it. I'm very grateful for it. So that was how it came to be. Awesome. Well, I feel that I'm very grateful for it too, because I hashtagged anxiety and there you popped up and that's how I found you. And I was like, ladies, we have to have Bailey on our podcast and here you are. I'm so honored. Here I am. Here I yes. am. Yes. And just speaking of the community that you have built, I mean, it's been over six years and it's, it's a great community that you have. Is there, how does it feel to connect with so many strangers, but yet again, they become kind of like family and, and they have, I'm sure, reoccurring issues that they're dealing with. What, what do you feel is like the common thread that you feel every, you know, that people are suffering from out there? So the most common thing that I see on anxiety support, it's actually a common statement that I see often. And it's, it's always, um, a combination of now I don't feel alone. And I see that often on there, you know, whether it's me sharing, um, my day or my story or anything, getting that feedback of reading this makes me not feel alone. I see that all the time, all the time. That is probably the the most common thing I see. Um, and yeah, that's just consistent with all the posts. I think I think that's a really popular thing with mental illness is you feel so alone in it. And especially since mental illness looks so different for every single person, um, you know, you, you can't relate to somebody exactly. But if you can relate to somebody else who is suffering and struggling, that's very, very comforting. So that that's probably that's probably what I see the most is now I don't feel alone. And Bailey, what are 
do you think are the reasons that most people don't talk about it or feel ashamed to talk about their illness? I think mental illness, I mean, it's, it's not black and white. I think it's, it's really hard to articulate. I think if you've never been in a place of pain, especially an invisible struggle, but you know, not a, a cut on your arm or a broken ankle or something like that, you can't see something tangible, but something that's inside of you that just makes you feel so isolated and scared. I think just even muttering those words sometimes, I need help or I, I need support or I'm struggling is just so difficult for people. And I, I myself I'm, found it so difficult. When I was first diagnosed with anxiety, um, and actually if I could journey back like seven years ago to my first panic attack, I was so... I was so resistant to a mental illness diagnosis. I was like, nope, got something else. I'm definitely dying. Um, I'm going to instead go to my gynecologist, my endocrinologist, my foot doctor, my heart doctor, allergist. I mean, I went to every single doctor trying to find a reason while I, why I was feeling this way. Um, because the thought of something that I couldn't see um, and that was going on in my head scared the crap out of me. And I can totally empathize with somebody else who feels just as scared and like something's wrong with them or that they're going to be a burden if they speak out or, you know, if I speak it, does it make it real? I mean, there's, there's a multitude of reasons why I feel like some people are more comfortable sitting in it in silence than they are actually speaking those words. I also think that there's a stigma of like, admitting to it makes you weak like oh that person has a mental illness I don't know why you would think people think man that they're gonna think I'm weak that because I have anxiety or I have a mental illness or I have this and I think that's another reason why people don't talk about it you know I think it's correlated to that sometimes I yeah abs absolutely I I 100% agree it's that it goes back to that feeling of like there's there's something wrong with me and When I think about that statement, I think about my mom and my mom always instilled in me, people will be okay with something about you as much as you're okay with about it. So I'm like, huh, yeah, I like that. Okay, so yeah, I have anxiety. That doesn't mean I'm weak because I do this, I do this, I do this. I have anxiety. I am not anxiety. And I will teach you how I would like to be treated. You know, it doesn't make me weak. It doesn't make me less than. If anything, it's made me so in tune with my body and so confident in my story. And it's ultimately, you know, led me down this, this path to a passion for mental health advocacy. Um, but yeah, you just, it's just finding that, oh, I'm going to use a word that doesn't exist, that okayness, <laughs> <laughs> that okayness with your, yeah. with your struggle. Yeah. Bailey, what do you think are some of the misconceptions regarding like anxiety and depression and just struggling with mental illness out there? Um, I think when, when I, I'll bring it back to like what I first thought about anxiety is when I thought of anxiety, I thought about the nerves I got before giving a speech and, you know, it was, it was fleeting. It was normal and anxiety is normal and it can be fleeting for some people, but for some people it's there. And it's there all the time. And it's this little voice inside your head that's telling you to be afraid when you shouldn't be. Um, so I don't know if, you know, misconception or maybe uneducated or not informed kind of go hand in hand. 
but there are real life people every single day that are getting up and feeling afraid, you know, seemingly for no reason and struggling with things that we can't see and have these inner, inner thoughts that are feeding them lies. And, you know, it's really, really real for a lot of people that goes beyond just the little nerves that you get, you know, before a first date, or like I said, giving a speech, um, it's all encompassing and crippling for a lot of people. Yeah. I totally can relate. Uh, for me, for instance, I, I get also like physical ailments. It's not just like my mind or my inner voice speaking negatively, but it's also, it's portrayed through the way that I feel physically because it's, imagine it's like holding all this tension. So it has to be, it has to exit somewhere. So it usually exits in some type of ailment, whether it be some muscle pain, whether it be fatigue, whether it be like, it just has all forms, different forms that comes to me and, and it can be debilitating at times. And I, and I feel like somebody that has just normal anxiety might not understand how crippling it could be. So yeah, that I totally agree with you, Bailey. Right. My body shuts down completely and I have a lot of like stomach problems whenever I have a high anxiety. That's like my biggest issue usually. With me, it's just like heart racing, you know, that heart racing and you feel like you're going to get a heart attack and you're like, why? Is this happening? Of course, of course, yeah. yeah. And and it's, I mean, it's easier said than done. But if we take a step back and try and reframe that, there's something really beautiful about our body looking out for us like yeah. that. Because that's really just our body saying, hey, I kind of feel like we should be afraid right now. Are you afraid right now? Okay, well, right. I'm going to give you a step because I want you to listen to me. You know, pay attention to me because there's something we need to be bracing ourselves for. And I'm not sure what it is, but we need to, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's very uncomfortable, but it is our, it's our body's way of protecting us. It's just a matter, yeah, it's just a, a matter of kind of hunkering down and harnessing it so it's not consuming us, you know, and managing it before it manages us. I right. agree. And, and, I, yeah. I have, like, for me, I had to go to therapy because I had this anxiety that always was, you know, crippling me to do things. And I remember my psychologist telling me, you know, Denise, you just need to have more self-care. Self-care means taking care of yourself and stop taking care of other people or being so worried about other people's problems because maybe that's what's affecting you. You tend to absorb a lot of energy from other people. So I'm absorbing their anxiety, their, you know, their nervousness. And then it would come to me and I would carry that with me. So for her, it was like, Self-care is important, meaning take time for yourself, meditate, do yoga, read books, uh, think positive things and try to, you know, control it because anxiety is always going to be with you. It's just part of your life now. It's just something that you have to embrace and manage, basically. Yeah, that's that's perfectly put. Perfectly put. And what's some what are some of the techniques that you do to help you through your day? Yeah, I mean, just piggybacking off the self-care talk, I mean, that is number one. Um, The people that are in my life who struggle with mental illness are some of the most compassionate, caring, empathetic people I've ever met in my entire life. Kind of going off what you were just saying, they kind of take on other people's pain. And, you know, when you know struggle yourself and you see somebody else struggling, you can't help but want to help. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, it's, it's learning how to be selfish, which... I don't know if you can relate, was very weird for me. Very strange. Um, selfish has such a 
you know, a negative meaning attached to it when it really, really shouldn't. Um, but yeah, for me, it's that self-care. It's, it's knowing when to say no and forgiving myself for those moments, because what good am I doing if I'm saying no to going to a party? Because I, I can't, you know, I can't, my, my mental health has to come first. So let's say I say no, but then I spend the whole night beating myself up about it and calling me weak, you know, or, you know, you you don't have any friends, your friends aren't going to like you, you're missing out on this. Like, so it went past saying no and also just being okay with that and forgiving myself. Um, you know, it's, it's keeping up with the therapy. Something that I'm totally guilty of is going to therapy. And then once I feel better, I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh, you know, see you when I see you when I see you, but it's, then I end up crashing and burning. I'm like, why did I do that? Like, I got to take care of myself before I even have to take care of myself, if that makes any yeah. sense. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, just, just listening to myself, just listening to myself. And then one of the biggest ones is mindfulness. I think mindfulness has been one of the biggest lessons I've learned in my journey is the present moment. Because Seven years ago when I was in college and in my sorority and in my studies and had this boyfriend and was going to parties, I, I wasn't truly there. You know, I wasn't in tune what was going on inside. It wasn't until I was hit with this struggle that I was like, whoa, I'm here now. I'm here now and I'm, and I'm listening. <laughs> no, it's true because, I mean, I feel like that's part of an anxious person is to either be thinking the past or, oh, my God, what's going to happen? So instead yeah. of being in the present and the present brings you a little bit like peace, like all you have control of is right now. What yes. are you doing right now? Yes. In the present moment, all is well. And I actually have that on a post-it note underneath my TV because when I'm watching TV, that's usually when my, my OCD kicks in and I start to just wander and obsess and ruminate. So I put it right there to kind of reel me back in and say, whoa, 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 whoa. In this moment, you are safe. You are okay. And get back into that body, girlfriend, because your mind yes. is a scary place sometimes. It is. It's your worst enemy. And I have to shut it down. Like, shut up. Yes, no. literally shut up. <laughs> no, but I, I, you know, even going to therapy for me was helpful because I remember my therapist saying, you need to talk to yourself with love. You know, when you, when you love somebody, you don't talk down to them. You, you take care of them. You, you know, you're, you're loving, you're caring. So you need to do that to yourself, even in those quiet moments when you're alone in your room and you're thinking about things instead of saying, how stupid of me to do this, don't say that to yourself, like forgive yourself. And it's about being forgiving and just, you know, talking to that inner child of yourself and saying how much, how special they are. And, you know, you're learning. We're just humans. We're learning and we shouldn't beat ourselves up for it. Absolutely. At, you know, the beginning and the end of, end of the day, we're human and you are going to be able to, you are the person that takes care of yourself. So you're going to want to feed yourself with that soul food and that positive self-talk so that you're successful in that. I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. And I mean, I also want to touch upon just the dark side of, of mental illness, which brings us to, you know, topics that are difficult to discuss, which include suicide. I mean, just recently we, we saw what happened with Kate Spade, which was yeah. such, oh, so sad, so shocking, such a loss. 
And, you know, I think it's because a lot of people, I mean, it's, it's, it's said 40 million Americans suffer from anxiety, but only 36% receive treatment. So there's so many people out there that aren't as, you know, privileged as us that we're like, okay, I'm going to go to a therapist. I'm okay with admitting that I need help. Um, so I just, I just want to touch upon that subject. I mean, I've personally have lost someone to suicide and, and it was horrible. And, and I wish that I could have done more. And, and I think it's, it's also just to keep us aware of like, you never know what someone's going through. So just making us be empathetic to people and saying, you know, Hey, are you okay? Um, maybe you haven't heard from that friend for a while, like check up on them. Um, I happened to have gone through that during college and, and one of my girls, she, she, did that and and I wish that I could have done more you know maybe I could have talked to her more but but again it's the dark side of it and it's it's why we need to have these conversations so that we don't have to keep losing more people of course and you know I'm so sorry to hear about you know your friend it's it's absolutely tragic it it really really is and I get it I get it you know when you're in, in that much pain and you feel lonely and you're in the dark like that and somebody hands you a flashlight, let's say you've never seen one before and you don't know how to use it, how the hell are you supposed to turn on the light? You know what I mean? If you don't have the tools and the support or the knowledge or just maybe you're afraid to talk, that darkness can be a very, very, very lonely place. Absolutely. Exactly. No, but speaking of, I wanted to shout you out, Bailey, because <laughs> she did the shout out dance right now. She's on FaceTime. Um, I went on your page and um, I feel like you're doing amazing things and you're partnering up with amazing you know, organizations. Yeah. And I happen to find better help on oh. your Instagram. And guess what? What? I joined... Did you really? <laughs> and I had my first therapy session today with my therapist. And it was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. That honestly makes me want to cry. For Happy tears for you. Happy tears for you because you are one less person you know, without help. That's awesome. Exactly. And I want you to explain to everyone what BetterHelp is. Gladly. So... Yeah, BetterHelp is actually the first partnership that I've done on anxiety support, and I was honored. I was so honored to partner up with them. They are a very, very large online counseling platform. Um, they're very affordable, very accessible. I mean, that's that's what makes them very unique is that you can access them from anywhere. You can text them. You can you know live video chat them. You can message them on the computer, uh, call them. And that's, that's very unique because, you know, sometimes when you need to talk to someone and you feel like you need to talk to them then and there, not maybe next Tuesday, that's what, that's what BetterHelp is for. And, um, yeah, so I, I partnered with them last week and I was just so excited to get it out there. And, you know, especially, you know, as of late, these last couple of days, mental illness is really being talked about. And I'm hoping that, you know, people seeing it on the news and, you know, it coming out that a celebrity who, you know, seemingly had it all, you know, money and the family and the fame, you know, and she still was suffering because mental illness doesn't discriminate. It's not like, oh, you have money. Okay. You're impervious to mental illness. Okay. Oh, you're beautiful. Never mind. 
it can affect anyone, anywhere. So now that we're talking about it, I'm, I'm the timing of this is, you know, so serendipitous um, that there is there is better help out there in addition to other forms of therapy, whatever it is people choose. I hope these discussions are like, wow, like, you know, I need to talk to somebody today. I, I'm feeling like shit and I need to talk to somebody. <laughs> and so, it's okay to feel like shit. It's exactly. Like you don't have to always be yeah. 100% on. every day. Exactly. Yes. And sometimes feeling like shit can actually feel really good. Um, like when I'm, when I'm feeling like shit and I'm trying to pretend that I don't feel like shit, I'm so happy you guys gave me the okay to swear. I feel like I'm oh, just like, go for right, it. here we go. Here we go. Um, and like, I, and I'm, and like, I'm like kind of white knuckling it, like really tight in my bud, but inside I'm like literally screaming cause I'm having such an awful day. But when I can just be honest and be like, yeah, I'm having a shit day. I've checked the stove 48 times. I know this candle's off, but I can't stop looking at it. I think my best friend hates me. And, you know, you're just having a bad day. But admitting that is so freeing. It's so freeing because you feel very in sync, you know, on the inside and outside. You're just being genuine all the way through. And it's authentic. It's, it's authentic, baby. It's such a good feeling. And it's it's so much less work. It it's is so much less trying work. to put up with an act when you're not feeling well is not a yes. good thing. Yes. And I think that's why you connect so well with your followers on Instagram, because you're so honest about what you go through. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. It, it, they make it easy. They make it easy because I'm talking to an audience where they get it. You know, it's falling onto ears who understand what I'm saying. And, you know, these conversations begin and, um, it, it just, it, they make it very easy for me to just be myself and tell my story. So in a sense, it's like a, a give and take, like you're helping them, but they help you. I've learned so much from my followers. I really, really have, um, I, it, it, from like them recommending books to music to movies, you know, a smaller scale like that, but also on the larger scale. Two weeks ago, I was probably in the darkest place I have been in since I was first diagnosed with a mental illness, um, struggling so terribly with my OCD. Um, I was if I could pack my bags and live inside of anxiety support, I would, I was on my, I was in that community every single day, all day. And just reading, reading their comments, looking at other mental health advocacy pages, you know, just, just giving myself soul food and self care and, and just company, you know, it's not always me giving out to them. You know, anxiety support has saved my life more than once just from the community, you know, it, just because I created it, it's not all mine. You know, I, I, I feel like I put the boat in the water, but they make it sail. You know, it's, it's the community. It's nothing without the community. It really isn't. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And what does the future hold for you? Oh, that's a good question. And it's, I love that question. It's so hard for me to answer because I've been like, practicing for seven years of just staying in the moment and one day at a time and don't think about tomorrow. But, um, I, I, I hope the future holds more conversations just like this meeting, you know, wonderful women like you three, you know, telling my story, um, establishing more relationships with people who understand and, um, that's it. Just keep speaking my truth and hopefully inspire more people to speak theirs. 
also you got to talk about trustmeigetit.com that's part of your future yes, yes it is so i um yeah i'm in the middle uh my boyfriend and i he's he's my partner in this and uh we've been uh creating a website yeah it's called trust me i get it we did a soft launch a couple weeks ago um so to to better explain it i say you know anxiety support is where i've told my story and trust me i get it is where i want you to tell yours so there's a whole storyteller series to it where the everyday human is featured with their story and um there's also a blog portion where i'll be doing more of my own storytelling and you know just the everyday life with a mental illness, but I'm so excited. I think within the next couple of weeks, actually, it'll be out. I'm really excited. Oh, that's yeah. good. Congrats. Yeah, thank you so much. We're excited thank for you. you. And speaking of your boyfriend, I know that you give him a lot of props on Instagram on how he handles your condition, um, and which is which is important because it, it does take a very understanding partner to understand what, what we go through. It does. It really, really does. Um, you know, when, when him and I first uh, started dating five years ago, I had to be very upfront with him. I had to say, listen, I'm in recovery and I'm going to start with that first. Like I am in recovery. I'm in the baby steps of a, a very long journey. So let me teach you how to be there for me. Um, and we right away just got off on that foot of open dialogue of how he was going to love me through the everyday struggles. And then he also brought his own uniqueness to the table where he is there for me in ways that I, words aren't enough to express how grateful I am. <laughs> if I could give you a brief, can I give you like a brief example um, last week about something that he did? Um, I was having a really bad OCD moment and um, just literally in the fetal position, um, just struggling in my head with obsessive thoughts. And he actually said, you know, get up, get up. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, where, where are we going? And he walked out of the room, came back with boxing gloves and he put the boxing gloves on my hand, held up a pillow. He said, I want you to imagine the words OCD on this pillow. And I want you to beat the shit out of it. And I'm like, and he's like, go. And I just started going to town. And I was crying and I was punching this thing. And it just got me back into my body. And I, we could have an entire other podcast about the importance um, of getting into your body when your brain is trying to take over. But that's exactly what that was. And that's, he's very special. He's a very special man. <laughs> what a blessing. What a blessing. Because yeah. I know that, uh, you know, this also takes a lot of support from family and friends. Exactly. And it, loved it really, ones. really does. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, for those people who don't have um, support like that in their lives, it's okay if you are that support for yourself. You can be. You can be. The, the, the tools are out there. You can be your biggest supporter. Because at the end of the day, everyone needs to be. So. A hundred percent. So can you yeah. share with our listeners how they can maybe get in touch with you? Somebody that may be struggling can kind of find some some hope or some support from anxiety support? Of course. Yeah, I mean, you know, go on to anxiety support. I definitely don't, you know, monopolize mental health advocacy on, on Instagram. There are so many beautiful accounts on there. Some are a little bit more geared towards tips and techniques. I would say anxiety support's very heavily on storytelling. Um, but, you know, if you're just feeling alone, Go on Instagram and look up support groups, stuff like that. If you want to just read people's stories, sometimes that's very helpful for people. 
Otherwise, if you want to step outside of the social media aspect, there are so many organizations out there. Um, I talk a lot about NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. If you go on their website, they list tons of support groups in your area and other resources. Um, you know, I I will always recommend BetterHelp because I truly believe in them, and I'm happy yes, that you Yes, BetterHelp. Um, you know, or just just talking to a friend, just talking to a friend, and with no know, judgment, honest, right? No, no judgment, judgment zone. No judgment, exactly. And if there's, a, you know, one thing I want to get in is if you're not the person actually struggling with mental illness, and maybe you're thinking about asking your friend if they're okay. Yes, always ask that friend that seems a little sad or a little distant or hasn't been going out a lot. You know, it's okay to ask somebody, are you okay? But don't forget that other friend who's maybe smiley and jovial all the time because you never know what somebody is going through. And I think that's what we learned with, you know, we'll use Kate Spade as an example. I would have never known. Um, and I people have said that to me. I would have never known. And I'm like, well... I don't walk around with the words anxiety on my forehead, you know, and so just it's okay to ask anyone if they're doing okay, I think is, you know, what I feel. Bailey, thank you so much. Honestly, this has been amazing. You're amazing. Thank you so much. I think this is going to help so many people out there. And um, I appreciate your honesty and your transparency. And thank you for the support that you're bringing everyone out there. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And if I can even be more transparent, I mean, I have a rash all over my chest. My heart is beating. My hands are sweating. I mean, you know, but that's okay because I'm so passionate about it. But, you know, I'm still going through this every single day and I still get normal nerves. You know what I mean? And anxiety is there to look out for you. It's just a matter of of learning how to do it in a healthy way in a way that works for you. So it's not taking over your life. It could be your best friend. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And can you leave us with a little mantra that we can take away? Ooh, a mantra. I like this. Okay. So when I'm having a really negative thought and I'm thinking about something maybe that happened in the past or in the future, my go-to mantra is, and it's not like, it's not very soothing. It's actually just a couple of questions I ask myself. But I ask myself, is this taking away from the present moment? And if I can answer my own question with yes, I say, okay, can you let this go? And then I answer that question with yes. And if I say no, then I sit with myself a little bit and, you know, kind of just process it a little bit more. But if I'm able to say, you know what, this is actually taking me away from the present moment and I'm choosing to let this go. And it's just like this little conversation that I have with myself and it helps me 99.9% of the time. So I think some people sometimes feel a pressure that they need to like, um, or like, you know, just go into like a, a yoga yeah. pose or like have a soothing word or something, which there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. it could be something silly, like, like, like coconuts. Like it could just be a word that you say <laughs> that just snaps you out of that thinking process. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I love that. Thank great you. Advice. That's great advice. Well, thank you again, Bailey, and thank you to all of our listeners for supporting us. And if you or anyone out there are suffering, just know that you aren't alone, and and help is always just a call away. So the hotline is 1-800-273-8255. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Girls Gone Boss, and don't forget to review and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. 
Till next time. We'll Thank see you guys. guys next Bye. Time. Bye. Bye, Bailey. Bye. Thanks, ladies. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex, Denise, and Gabby. Oh, yeah. I love you guys.